Hi, this is Terry Kavanaugh, and you're listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 170, and you are with your high priest of Conchu, Ray. And joining me again, returning to the hot seat to uh, to have a look at some more comics, is uh, is good friend of the show, Noel Looney Tunes, Tate. And tonight we will be uh, looking at our segment, Other Side of the Moon which is due to a waxing gibbous. Um, and for that, we'll be doing a Marvel Team-Up Volume 1, Issue 144, My Sword I Lay Down. So, uh, to kick off the show, a big welcome back, Noel. How you going, my good sir? Doing pretty good. Tired. Yep, tired. As usual, but good. Bleary-eyed, I'm sure. Coffee-deprived. Um... I feel kind of about the same way. Um, really? <laughs> although I don't want to, I don't want to have coffee this late at night. Maybe I'm saying I'm maybe wine deprived, or uh, I didn't mm. prepare myself a little tipple before this little jaunt. Mm. So um, I'm feeling a little, a little antsy. But that could be. That's my own problem. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> anyway. is your problem. <laughs> anyway, uh, as always, at the top of the show, I want to uh, give a huge thank you to the Petrunis. Um, the uh, Looney members that have um, just shed out some coin um, to support the show as well as listening. A big thank you to du- Justin, Dustin, Derek, Wayne, Jordan, Josh, James, Russell, and Anthony. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, it's been it's it's great. A little shout out also to Anthony, Anthony Sitko. Uh, he is the host, uh, one of the hosts of Capes on the Couch. They recently. Uh, celebrated their hundredth episode, so a huge thank oh, you. Oh, did to, they? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not a huge thank you, huge well done to to uh, mm-hmm. Anthony and Doc Issues. There, a fantastic show. Go check it out. Um, their collective adjacent, I believe Anthony likes to call call them. Uh, and also, again, our sponsors, Hello Headphones, empowering gamers to play at their best, and Dreamland Comics from Illinois, the superhero superstore. So. Uh, you are here with myself and Noel. Noel, this is a comic uh, that uh, is one of your one of your choosing. Uh, it was a while ago, I think we discussed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've um, been trying to collect all the uh, ancillar '80s Moon Knight things, like uh, mm-hmm. you know, Marvel Two in One and uh, the uh, team ups, just all the Moon Knight ones, but plus a lot of just the uh, both of those series in general because I'm a huge fan of Marvel comics in the 80s. So mm-hmm. I thought it would be fun to cover this one, and it's two of my personal favorite characters as well as yours, I'm sure. So uh, yeah, I was what, about to what say, better thing to do? Yeah, exactly. I was about to say, Spidey for sure would be a, a big draw card. And, of course, Mooney, was this, um, was this uh, easily attainable like in in the bargain bins it's nothing nothing special i mean i don't want to detract yeah. from it but yeah i'm pretty sure i got it for under a dollar excellent um, just right i don't even think i was actually hunting for this one it just popped up in a bin just so it, it, like... it wanted you to find it mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than you know actually looking for it um i think actually yeah i did do a little search because i was looking for a synopsis noel and and 
thank God we're not going to do a, the wiki one. The wiki one's a bloody novel. Um, so yeah. I found one from, from Comic Vine, which is like a nice <laughs> short paragraph. We'll do that one. But in my, my search for one, I came across this page, uh, and I think I had all the details for um, Marvel Team Up 144. And I think it said um, current price, 60 cents. So uh, there you go, yeah, Loonies. I may have overpaid that. <laughs> there you go, Lenny's. If you haven't got it yet, uh, I'm sure you can easily find it. Look, it's still going to be bloody eight bucks over here. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure in Australia, but for US uh, US listeners, uh, I think you'd be uh, well served to to check out your bargain bins for this one. Yeah, um, I saw some of the loonies said they did find it for in bins, so yeah. you'll have good luck if you look too. Yeah, and and I think uh, we're lucky. We've got we've got a bit of feedback for this, Noel, and and I did note that a, a couple of the loonies said, "Oh yeah, I'm just going to drive by or go down to a comic store in Detroit or something and and see if it's there." And and lo and behold, they've picked it up. So um, I think there are issues, uh, there are bountiful issues um, for for loonies to pick up. Pretty easy, mm-hmm. easy to spot. But before we get into that, Noel, um, look in the prom sheet. It is as as bare as a I don't know. It's it's as, it's as empty as a, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, white noise. Not much news. No. Yes, that's enough. That's enough, past Ray. That's enough. Make way, make way. Yes, loonies. You may be hearing a slightly different version of High Pressure Conchu Ray here. I am here with Noel. Uh, Noel, how are you going? Good, good. Good, good. We have wide awake. Wide awake. Uh, time has shifted, and we've ripped a ripped a hole in the the time continuum. And we're coming through uh, a little bit afterwards uh, after we actually have recorded our previous episode. So uh, news has broken. Uh, big news. Nothing confirmed. Uh, that it looks like Oscar Isaac will be uh, be tapped on the shoulder to play Moon Knight in the Disney Plus. TV series. So we thought we'd just um, share our thoughts, Noel, because it's hot off the press. Um, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to throw it to you straight away as well. Like, what, what, what do you make well, of this? First thought is it's obviously like unconfirmed. Yep. Yeah. And we're talking about it only because it it made the major trades. It's not on all the the clickbait sites. Even all the clickbait sites pretty much led with that he was Oscar Isaac was playing Moon Knight. Uh, yep. But more, the more reputable sources said. Uh, you know he's in talks yeah. so yeah it, it's funny how that's, they... that's the place where it's at yeah everybody calm down <laughs> it's funny how the 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 title like the head header is always like you know oscar mm-hmm. cast as moon knight but then when you open up the article it says like he's in negotiations he's in talks it's rumored that he's right. so again yeah as as noel said let's hold our let's hold our horses for a bit uh it isn't it'll be what if it is it is true, Noel? What are your impressions for, for Oscar Isaac getting the role? Well, he really is a fantastic actor. So having somebody who's, I mean, other than the people who had been in the movies already, he's uh, would be the most famous actor cast in the TV series so far. Um, so that's a good thing. He's a little on the short end. I think I tweeted about that. If you put him in some heels, he'd probably make a bit of a mark specter. I think he's only 5'9". 5'9", yeah. So 
so he's as far as what most people think of Spectre as is like at least like six two or so. Yep, six um, two. Yeah, he's a big imposing guy. Uh, mm. But as we said, Oscar Isaac can be an imposing figure. He can really look mean and tough. Yeah. Well, um, and I can really see. I pictured it in my mind. He could really. I could see him headbutting somebody. So yeah. that's that's a good thing. I mean, just off the top of my head there as well. He did play Apocalypse as well. He he did give a a sense of. Uh, of you know, of evil and 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 having a presence there. So I mean, for someone that's five yeah. nine, not to say that that's terrible. Mm. Uh, he did make that no. work. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ex Machina, I think, would be a better kind of comparison. Okay. Have you have you seen that film? No, no, I haven't. It's pretty cool sci-fi movie, and he plays. Well, I won't spoil it, but he plays a uh, a, a a billionaire oh. tech inventor. Okay. Who's a, a bit off his rocker? So, um, I think he he would be really good. Just some of the other thing inside Lou and David, the um, Coen Brothers film. He's really good. I mean, he's he's a high quality actor. Hmm. I mean, I think a lot of people only know him from the new Star Wars series, uh, and I think he's good in there. I like him in there, but he's a much deeper actor than that. So, yeah, um, I think he could he could be his presence is more imposing than his. The actual physical presence can be so i think he could do a good job with that um i was a little some people have already talked about how he's not technically jewish and that mm. was kind of a That's because another... they had announced that they want they wanted That's to have right. a jewish actor a, yeah, a zach yeah. efron type they said yeah um and so that's why a lot of people were thinking about that guy from the invisible man who i thought would be a good oliver jackson cohen yeah choice. yeah i mean he just looks like he looks like a comic book Moon Knight to me, but that doesn't yeah. mean that that's how it has to be. You know, a lot mm. of people didn't think of his Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, and he yeah. no, but now now they can't not think of that. So mm. yeah, true. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, you touch upon yeah two things there, uh, and the first one, I mean, you're talking about the the height and and the physical stature. Uh, I think I tweeted to you as well, like. He hasn't got that heavyweight boxer build, which again, if you're to be no. absolutely accurate with the comics, that's what he is. But we've learnt that in the you know MCU and potentially in the Disney Plus films, uh, TV shows, uh, you know Marvel do well with their casting, and they don't replicate exactly what's on on the printed page. So that's fine. As for yeah, the Jew and Mark doesn't always look like a heavyweight boxer he in the comics no, either. Right. Sometimes he's kind of trim and and yeah. fit in that way. So. Yeah, kind of like Daredevil. Um, But also, yeah, I mean, that Jewish heritage that you mentioned, um, that was one of the red flags for me because, I don't know, I'm a stickler for what was coming before and apparently the casting had cast out for, you know, someone with a Jewish background. and So I thought, well, this has Mm got to be a rumour, you you know? Um, Yeah. uh, But, you know, again, they may have have gone about face and decided, oh, hell, you know, Oscar's a good fit. Uh, Let's just put him in there. Yeah, and he can... And maybe they won't. I mean, I hope they don't ignore his Jewish background. But I mean, that doesn't mean other people have said, "Well, you can play Jewish." And like, I mm. guess technically, he—I uh, read today his father is Jewish. Okay. So, so by blood he is, but they're they're practicing Christians as family. Yep. But um, it's not like it matters whatsoever as far as like what goes. But as far as being like Jewish, he's like kind of <laughs> yeah i guess technically your mother has to be or something but right. whatever like he yeah. could you know if they wanted to go that way i personally wouldn't be super offended uh, of a non-jewish 
person playing a, a Jewish role, but mm-hmm. I could, I would definitely have empathy for people who would be offended by that, I guess. Mm, yeah. I'm going to take it a little step further here, Noel, as well. I'm just going to spectolate and stuff and, and throw things at the wall here. Uh, what, how mm-hmm. would you react if, uh, if they did change that as part of Moon Knight's character, that he's not Jewish, but he's a, of another, you know, um, ethnic or religious background, and they use that instead, maybe to suit? I, would that, would that I be would, offensive? I wouldn't. Or, no? I mean, not... I like that aspect of the character, and he's one mm. of the few Jewish characters in the Marvel Universe comics, mm-hmm. um, and it seems to play pretty. I mean, we've got Kitty Pride, Ben Grimm, and Mark Spector is pretty much the only three. They're the big off three the top of my head. Yeah. Um, and so it would be a shame, I guess. But if they did yeah. it right, I mean, it's not. It's not in the top five defining aspects of Mark Spector for mm. me. I mean, it's in the top ten. Yeah, yeah. But it's um, it's for me personally. But that's you know, I'm I'm, I think it's just kind of a cool thing in the comics as far as kind of a diversity of characters go. Yep. But as far as I, I don't give a care about religion yeah, personally, yeah. so I don't re- I don't really care. It just it's a cool background for him to have his father be a rabbi. And yeah. Oh, even no, though sure. he never talks about Judaism rarely ever mm. in the comics, you know, so that's not a thing. But his background being that is uh. It's it's an important thing, but it's not it's not a deal breaker for myself personally. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I tend to agree as well. Um, just you know, from my perspective, uh, as well, it is it isn't a deal breaker. It would be a shame because uh, just for the the pure sense of the accuracy, again again of like comparing it with the comic books, it would be nice because it is part of the comic book law. But uh, I mm-hmm. guess it can still be done right, and and I think we touch upon it uh somehow in in the show later on in our past selves about the fact that there's a lot of there's a lot going on for for moon knight anyway there's a lot of really um things that you can dive into about the character so uh if they end up concentrating more on the say identities or or the conchu which they definitely will because the the logo of moon knight has all the hieroglyphics in there so you'd assume that there's going to be a heavy Uh, heavy leaning towards Conchu and I, I feel the origin will stick relatively closely, at least the exact, you know, he'll be yeah, uh, mur- almost murdered in the desert and saved somehow yeah. in Egypt. Yeah. So that would be part of it. I just, I also kind of wondered if they were, I saw, I saw somebody else kind of bring this up today too. It's like, you know, because um, Oscar Isaac isn't officially that, I wondered if this was a thing where they threw, because they had kind of talked about wanting to have a Jewish actor, if they threw this out, if maybe it was leaked on purpose to see what fans ah. would sort of think, think like, what if we kind of go a different way a little yeah, bit? And yeah. It's like, well, I could see, who knows? I mean, how Hollywood works, but yeah, I yeah. could see that being a thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most definitely could. Uh, my impression just from, I mean, I haven't read everything uh, in social media now with all this discussion, but my impression is that it seems more positive um, then, then mm-hmm. a negative thing that Oscar Isaac is mentioned within, you know, within the same sentence as, as Moon Knight. So that's um, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we said, we we have to kind of wait and see. Um, all this is nothing has been confirmed yet. I mean, I, I cited as well the the whole kerfuffle that was the She-Hulk casting that's kind of been mm-hmm. turned up on its head. We haven't even got an official She-Hulk announcement yet. So that. 
that was released with or Miss Marvel for that matter. They just oh, it wasn't that said... official. No, it wasn't. I don't think it was. Oh, oh, geez, okay. I, I thought that wasn't official, but even if you take the She-Hulk example, that that broke over two weeks ago, and uh, people were loving it. And then it's it's again released that Tatiana said, "Oh, well, that's that's I'm not part of it." We still haven't got anything yet. So this is kind of the same kind of thing. It could well play into your mm. your theory, Noel, that they are kind of testing the field a bit and seeing what, um, but what what people how people react. But I mean, also as well, at the same token, you're always going to get camps, you know, in the on the interwebs. So you're not going to please yeah. everyone. So I don't. But, yeah. but like you said, like there was more positive than negative yeah. today. So, so I mean, it might take a few days for maybe somebody with a, a louder voice to say, wait, this guy isn't Jewish, you know, or, yeah. or this guy, this guy isn't tall enough or whatever it yeah, to be. Yeah. Um, exactly. So um, uh, I don't know. But there was another rumor actually just before yeah. the thing about Oscar Isaacs yep. about, uh, uh, Charles Murphy, a guy who does a, a lot of Marvel reporting and stuff, it, I don't think he'd even heard, maybe he'd heard a rumor or something, but about two different people perhaps getting cast as Moon Knight, like Nick, the comedian Nick Kroll, mm. um, and uh, David Diggs, yeah. too. Yeah. So, and Nick Kroll is obviously a Jewish actor, and, and David Diggs is Jewish too, but he's also a African, he's an African-American. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, but of course that news got, quickly taken over by this Oscar Isaac thing. But someone did bring up, I was reading, because of course all day long I was reading things about it, and someone said, yeah. wouldn't it be funny if actually all three of them were cast Ooh. and we've got three three <laughs> or three personalities? Because Nick Kroll could make a pretty good Jake Lockley. Yeah, wow. That, that is a, a really cool concept. That goes back to, I think, I can't even remember who said it. One of the loonies was, a, you know, were fanficking and fan casting and, and they were saying, wouldn't it be cool if the way they did it, they had three different actors to play, or maybe four, play Moon Knight, because you've got mm -hmm. someone else playing Moon Knight yeah, as well. Yeah, like a stuntman. Yeah, yeah, that would be so cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I caught up on that on Discord, Noel, literally about like 20 minutes mm -hmm. ago. Um, I heard, well, I read you and Rebecca um, chatting about it with, uh, with Orion, I think, as well. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know too much about those actors. I, I recognize Nick Kroll vaguely, but uh, I, I don't know. He's been in a lot of things, but yeah. the thing I mostly know him for is he did a lot of guest spots on Parks and Recreation. Okay. Um, he had his own show for a while. I forget what it is. And he did that. He did another comedy about um, fantasy football. I forget. They're called The oh. League. Oh, okay. He was quite funny. He always he always plays an asshole, so I thought that's why I thought he would he, that that concept of him being Jake Lockley would be funny because he's yeah. always an asshole. And David Diggs, I've only seen him at a couple things, some comedy things, but I know he's got some uh, dramatic chops too. But it was like if that was kind of a Stephen Grant because he's like a pretty tall, handsome guy. Okay. Um, and then and then having Oscar Isaac as our as our Mark Spector could be an interesting thing how, just i don't know if they really wanted to get really weird i would be really for that kind how of wild would that be that would be actually that'd be quite awesome i mean again the jury's mm -hmm. out for me with those other two selections only because i i don't know i mean I, I don't know too much about them um uh nick kroll as jake you know if we're, if we're going to go down this route um i don't he hasn't got that tough edge for me i mean he does look very kind of um cynical um but 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, I can't. You know, you know how Jake Lockley's like the violent one. Um, and yeah, I, I I know next to nothing. Well, he's kind of Nick Kroll can be kind of yeah. unhinged okay. as a person. Yeah, in some of his roles, he can be not just cynical and kind of an asshole, but he can seem a little like. Ugh. Oh right. Oh well. Scary. So. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, we, we've got plenty to play with here. I just want to uh, take this time to actually remind everyone we have a another a little a little giveaway, a little guess the date on um on our Facebook group as well. So uh, I wanted to stress as well, you only get one go at it. So if you if you missed the boat, I've missed the boat. I picked October twenty first. <laughs> I was uh, just gonna say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if 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 you picked wrong, then unfortunately out of the ring. But any of you that have not put in, chuck in a date. Uh, see if it see if it goes, and once we get the official announcement, I think that will be. Um, we'll have to choose that, or whoever gets closest to it. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll get a, um, a couple of uh, oversized stickers, which uh, the people who have access to the video would have seen as Nola. He uh, threw it up onto the screen there as well. Um, but yeah, just something a little bit fun. I thought I thought a little bit different from try to guess who's going to be fan cast. Um, let's get the date because yeah. we all want to. We all want to hear about it. And this has really blown up, hasn't it? I mean, I've got I've seen tweets from the Moon Knight pages where it's like, casting confirmed. This is our Moon Knight. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I've saw that too. And it's like, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, it, it is to, to be fair. I I, I watch a few, and listen to a few kind of like more mainstream Hollywood movie mm -hmm. TV kind of uh, podcasts and and shows. Um, and a lot of them were running with this news. So, mm. I mean, you it, know, it shows. Yeah, it could have a lot of legs, you know. When it, I, I just mm -hmm. like to err on the side of caution. But, I mean, as you say, variety. Same. Yeah. I mean, but as you say, variety and deadline. I think they're the two big ones. They they kind of broke yep. the news, and I think their track mm -hmm. re record apparently is pretty good. So, you know, there's a reason why people are, are jumping onto this. Um, but I guess we'll have to uh, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, and my only my only last thought about the whole thing was I'm I'm wondering if um, Jeremy Slater is getting any sort of say in who they're going to cast. I know that people are a huge fan of the uh, uh, the casting director for all for the MCU. I can't remember her name right now, but they kind of this, it... call her the secret weapon, sort of 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 the Marvel movies because she's so good at finding the right person for the yeah. right role. But I, I I'm just wondering if these showrunners are getting a chance to sort of be like. I would like. I would really like to work with this person. If yeah, that, you know. that yeah, that would actually make sense. I mean, because they they've got a, a vision, right, for for how they want the show to go. So you know, mm -hmm. if you cast someone totally off the market, unless you know, it's kind of like, well, no, you're you're here to do a job. <laughs> this is who you got. Go for it. You know, <laughs> exactly. it, it all depends on how mm -hmm. they how they go. But I think it's is it Alonso. I'm thinking her surname because I only remember because a, a mate of mine, his surname's Alonso, and I think. She's mentioned in the casting um, a lot, uh, but I could be wrong. Anyway, that's just... Yeah, um, I can't remember her name. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, th those are my thoughts on it. I guess we just have to watch this space. Uh, it's a really great idea, Noel, uh, of, of actually tagging this into our episode. It always happens, doesn't it? Like, you know, we just finished recording. <laughs> I'm off to bed. Mm -hmm. You're starting your day. And then, you know, lo and behold, beep, beep, notifications... Um, but I'm glad that we got this in. So uh, when you hear the uh, this show, Loonies, uh, yeah, it will come out on the the Wednesday evening. I think for um, for US listeners, 
uh, still relatively hot off the press. Hopefully there are no further, well, hopefully there are further developments, but I'm saying after we... Maybe next week. Yeah, hopefully not in the next few hours, like, you know, when we release the show. (laughs) We have to do another addendum, but I don't know. But um, this is enough (laughs) to keep us all kind of stirring. Um, So, yeah. So uh, uh, anything else, Noel? Any final thoughts? No? Okay. No, I'm just excited. Excellent. Yeah, me too. Very excited. It's kind of re- reignited the excitement again because we we haven't got much at all or recently uh, on Moon Knight. So all good. Well, okay, we're going to rip another hole. We're going to go back to the future, Noel. 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> and, um, Here we go. Here we go. We're going to return it to, uh, to, to old Ray and old Noel and uh, enjoy the rest of the comic book review for Marvel Team Up 144. <laughs> So not going to put any of that in there. Um, idle chat wise, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to. I mean, it seemed like only yesterday we spoke and, and I asked for for comic book recommendations. So I don't, unless there's mm. anything that has popped up on your radar uh, besides the uh, the Burns Black Hole, I believe was the last one that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Charles um, Burns Charles, Black Hole yeah. was a really good. Um, I just did. I know it's not new to anybody, but I did just for myself start reading the. Um, Charles Soule, She-Hulk. Oh, nice. I want to read that mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah. Are you reading yeah. that on... Uh, how Have you got the issues or...? I've got the trades of them. Oh, nice. Um, quite good so far. I've gotten only about halfway through the first... No, I finished the first. The first trade, so the first, I think, six issues or so of his run. Um, yep. And it's it's pretty fun. He... Okay. You know, it's it's nice to see... It. The same way he wrote Daredevil, it's nice to see a lawyer write a lawyer... Yep. So it's kind of fun, and I forget the name of the artist. Um, oh, I... uh, it's something with a P. I can't remember right now. I'm going to write sure. it down, and I forgot too. But uh, the, I really like the art. It's very sort of indie style, okay. kind of cart, cart cartoony. Yeah. Um, uh, almost. Uh, I don't know. Something about it reminds me of some of like the '80s, '90s kind of alternative comic artist, okay. where it's 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 seems like it's done pretty quickly you know it's sort of a the dimensions are sort of flat and everything but in a really kind of cool way it's it's more artsy sort of okay. uh, and i really appreciate that in kind of a superhero comic like um uh um hellcat makes an appearance oh nice she's kind of jen's buddy during a lot of it and um she just Is looks da- really really cool daredevil does he make an appearance or i mean uh matt matt murdoch starts yeah. too yeah yeah and and there's there's did you so you mentioned there's a lot of legal proceedings in here I guess Sol's yeah, tapping into his yeah at the I think I believe it was at the end of um of uh, slots run whoop uh, oh. at the end of slots run uh, or during slots run she joins a law firm okay uh, that that is trying to kind of use her for her uh, connections to superheroes to get more clients and she kind of goes in the beginning of the comic she comes in for a review you know like how she's doing mm-hmm. and they're like well you're not bringing in enough superhero clients and she's like well then i quit because that sucks yeah i'm um, gonna yeah. start 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 my own law firm and it's 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 quite fun when she starts her own okay cool that, that sounds that sounds good i've always it's on my list as well um it's available on marvel unlimited for those that have good. subscribed to it um so yeah I, i've got it on my i mean like you can create your own library in there and i've got like heaps of stuff that i want to read but yeah that's definitely on one of them 
uh, you know, on there because uh, I, I started reading Dan Slott's She-Hulk like a while ago. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. I mean, I, I like yeah. Dan Slott as a writer. Um, and yeah, I've heard great things about this Charles Saul uh, run. So uh, yeah, that, that I mean, we're not going to dwell on it too much, but what did you think of... I, uh, I think one of the loonies pointed it out as well. Shout out to Looney Jonathan, um, I think, about uh, Tatiana Maslany. How that's kind of a bit of a, a misfire. Do you think there's a bit of smoke and mirrors happening, or do you think she she's no nobody ever kind of admits to being cast until it's officially, you know, yep. said by the studio. But I mean, maybe it is a misfire. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I never. I just when I hear these things, I'm like, okay, cool. We'll yeah. see if it happens. That's kind of how I am with everything. So, yeah, true. I mean, I, admittedly, I was a little uh, disappointed when I heard well, when when apparently she came out and said, "Oh, you know, it's, it's all wrong. I'm not part of it." Because I thought she would have been a pretty good pretty good casting for it. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, yeah, I mean, if she is happy happy days, if she isn't, well, I'm sure they'll still cast someone pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I guess tangentially, just news wise, I mean, this is just off the top of my head. I, I been um i've been seeing on twitter uh so falcon and winter soldier i think they've finished um uh filming so hmm. uh, it's all up in post which is pretty cool yeah, um, i saw they anthony mackie was on some chat show the other day and he was doing it from uh czech republic i believe so i'm sure yeah, that's where they right. were finishing up uh, mm-hmm. my partner and i were watching um and she said, that looks like, that doesn't look like his house. That looks really weird. And I was like, that looks like the <laughs> Czech Republic. And he said, I'm in the Czech Republic. I was like, oh, yeah. they're, no. they're definitely finishing <laughs> finishing the Marvel show right now. And she rolled her eyes. And I was like, no, this is exciting. This means it's yeah. going to come out. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's that very exciting. I mean, we, we won't get it until um, whenever. I mean, we, we can't forget as well that uh, WandaVision is still pitted to be released this year right so that's something to look forward to first um, yeah I'm is it december yeah yeah i think so i mean because mandalorian this month or next month oh then. yes halloween right uh october 31st it comes out or is something. that what it is that'd be that'd yeah be great. cool yeah that'd be good um yeah yeah uh you're looking forward to uh, i'm not sure if we've um covered this like in our previous chats but you are you looking forward to wandavision or? oh yeah big time yeah. I mean, just um, starved for uh, any Marvel content mm. on the screen. But um, yeah, I think I, like a lot of other people, I got sort of more excited as as more and more kind of more and more yeah, footage came out, more and more more talk about it, and because um, it wasn't, you know, of course, Falcon Winter Soldier was the first one. I was kind of like, oh, this will be awesome, um, yeah. and they announced that, and I was like, okay, that'll be cool. I mean, I'm a big fan of the old uh, the the. Um, Vision and Scarlet mm-hmm. Witch miniseries yep. that came out in the eighties and the ongoing uh, that was ongoing wasn't yeah. quite as good but the that miniseries was limited series I should say um, was really great and so and when they were kind of hinting toward mixing the way the studio does is you know how they mix up a bunch of different stories and like so yeah. and I'm a big fan of Tom King's Vision comic too so when yes. they were kind of hinting towards some of that yep. it's like this actually looks pretty cool and pretty weird and more. The more weird it kind of seemed, the more I, I just like weird shit. So the more yeah, weird it seemed, yeah. the more I was into it. Um, and that became, you know, like my top three as far as the TV shows, like excitement cool. because of that, you know, Moon Knight, that. And um, got to say, I'll be pretty excited for 
doesn't get talked a lot, but the Hawkeye series could be really cool if if, yeah, if it happens and and if 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 they at least take some from the uh, Matt Fraction run. Oh, yeah. Well, the only thing I'd heard from that, and I guess it's probably pure rumor, was that he was going to don the 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 civvies kind of like the um that the black shirt with the purple arrow and and just the mm-hmm. jeans which I don't think yeah. would be great because I thought it's just cool yeah. just I reread f- I reread yeah. those recently and it's just like this is well I reread the first two volumes I should say and um mm-hmm. I, that just got me excited for the show I hope they can take you know people have been saying it'll be hard like it's a we have a married Hawkeye in the live action and how mm. are they going to do Kate Bishop and it would be really hard for them to do the Matt Fraction thing, but they could just flash right to, well, I own an apartment building now, and um, yeah. or, it's like this. I mean, if it comes out post-Doctor Strange, I mean, anything's game with the the multiverse of madness. I mean, you could just have another reality of, of Hawkeye as a single dude and living mm-hmm. in an apartment. You know, that, I, I don't know. That, that seemed like a bit of a cheap option to go out there. But, like, yeah, I mean, Marvel, I think... I think there's a lot hinging on this multiverse of madness. Uh, there seems to be a lot of excitement about it, the possibilities. Um, Don't put too much weight in it, though. Nah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm excited. <laughs> Think about all the speculation after, before, like you know, Infinity yeah. War, and everybody's like, oh, this oh, could be. Yeah. It's like, well, okay, they're not gonna change but, all of the, you know. They might change the blankets, but not the sheets. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. I mean, but it's still an exciting, the premise of, I mean, it was mentioned it also, yeah, in, in Far From Home, right? Um, about mm-hmm. Nick Fury talking about multiverses. So um, I reckon that's a, a very exciting concept that Marvel are, are heading towards. Uh, and it seems to be, again, I'm, I'm not well versed in DC, but because um, they're doing the Flashpoint, right? And that's pretty much the same thing, is it? It's like multi multiverses and stuff? or Yeah, I, I, it is, I guess. It's a different... Yeah. Well, the comic, it just changes reality, I guess, but... Mm. Yeah, oh, okay. So you don't get... Other Whatever, characters. a bunch of comic yeah. book nonsense is what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so no, they're great. Um, great recommendations with She-Hulk and, and um, that mention. I would have... Yeah, I just wanted to say as well with WandaVision... Um, Initially, yeah, I mean, I was I was happy to hear that announced, but um, I think like many people, like the title, like WandaVision was like, oh, that's a bit dorky. Like, mm-hmm. But then you kind of see more and more of it, and the the latest trailer really sucked me in because we got some meat to, to, to you know, to it. Um, mm-hmm. and There's it, some action in there, which was pretty action, cool. Action, um, just references to, you know, the costumes and... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, and has a like a Tom King style because of the different eras, that sort of thing. Uh, but it just makes more and more sense. Like that title, WandaVision, it, it kind of really, to me, it's kind of like, I don't know, I associate it with like television, like WandaVision, kind of like almost like we're looking at the, you know, this world within. Um, mm-hmm. But again, that throws up so many possibilities with, with Scarlet Witch. So um, It's still dorky. It's still it's still dorky, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I guess what have I been um, what have I been reading? I've just been reading a bit more of uh, Spider Woman, the uh, the classic series. With mm-hmm. I'm up to now the Mark Grunwald uh, uh, Infantino art. Um, oh wow, you've really good. You've really gotten yeah. a lot done, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Uh, what are we looking at? Um, um, up to there's it's a fifty issue run. I'm up to mm-hmm. like issue seventeen, I think, which has been pretty cool. It's been pretty cool wow. so far. Um, I love Mark Grunwald's stuff, and even this is early stuff. It's still it's still pretty funky. 
I mean, he, he's up and down. He, he, he really writes... He can write fantastic arcs like uh, Cosmos in Collision for Quasar, or mm-hmm. he can write really fluffy... Like, I'm also reading uh, for Quasar Star Blast. Did you ever read that? It's a... Uh, it was kind of the around um, issue 55 or so of Quasar before the 60-issue run ended, but there was like a, um, a a core book and it crossed over. It's just so oh, convoluted and messy. And and these characters he introduces, he introduces about like 100 characters um, and they are all like poorly designed and, and um, <laughs> you know, really, really terribly fleshed out. So, so yeah, he's a, he can be um, missed as much as he is hit. Uh, but yeah, yeah no, enjoying the Spider Woman run, uh, that, that's pretty cool to see, uh, because recently last week uh, the the milestone issue one hundred Spider Woman five came out, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and a little a little shout out as well. Uh, so Saren and I um, we're doing the the to know who is to fear her. Yeah, we got to meet uh, got to chat with Carla Pacheco and and Apera Perez. So. Um, fantastic mm. lookout loonies for that. Uh, it was a real, real fun chat, um, and it was really fun to to talk to Pera as well. We've spoken to Carla before; she's always fun. Uh, but Pera right. from Barcelona is pretty cool. Cool. Um, yeah. Anyway, I guess uh, why don't we? Um, shall we get ready for our review here, Noel? I'm just uh, reigniting my screen so I can look at the prompt sheet. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hey, are you ready to, to dive into this after uh, we take a, a quick break? I'm ready to rock. Let rock. Ready to rock. All right, loonies, we are not going to waste any more time. We're going to get into this this gem of an issue. Uh, so stay tuned. Be with us uh, on the other side of this break, and we'll crack into this uh, other side of the moon. Stay tuned. Wendell Vaughn, the first Earthman ever appointed protector of the universe. Bonded to the energy-transforming quantum bands that are both weapons and symbols of his station, he fights an ongoing battle to defend all life in the universe from cosmic evil as Quasar. That's right, everyone. Do you need uh, a fill of Quasar and all things cosmic in the Marvel Universe? Well then, come join us every Friday on the Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks Podcast, where we talk, well, of course, Quasar, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Captain Marvel, any of the Captain Marvels, uh, the Squadron Supreme, and basically anything and everything that could have Mark Grunewald's uh, fingerprints all over it. So, if you want to deep dive into the cosmic side of Marvel and its protector of the universe... Join us every Friday on the Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks Podcast. Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. The one and uh, only. The one and only. And I am here with Noel Looney Tunes. Tate. Breaker, breaker. And uh, we are here to celebrate an other side of the moon. Uh, as mentioned at the top of the show, it's a waxing gibbous in the sky. If you have a look up, it's a waxing gibbous. And uh, for those that don't know, other side of the moon, uh, we will discuss and look at a comic book issue featuring Moon Knight that isn't necessarily his own title. Um, so it can be 
he can be as involved or he could really be just fleeting in the comic. It kind of gives us a little scope to, uh, to maybe look at comics potentially with other characters. But, but we are looking, um, at this, uh, as mentioned, Marvel Team Up Volume 1, Issue 144, and it features Spider-Man and Moon Knight, as Noel had mentioned at the top of the show, published August 1984. Now, Noel, uh, before we get into the credits, where where can... Uh, is there anywhere else Loonies can find this? Um, other than not-so-reputable websites, I think the only way you can find it, and the only way I was able to find it, through means that weren't non-reputable websites was on a floppy just the original issue um but like we said it's it's relatively easy to come by if you look at um what's the website where everybody's buying comics sometimes besides ebay uh, uh comicsology no comic no, no. Uh, you know what i'm everyone knows what i'm talking about oh, yeah. um you can probably find it for pretty cheap right there at least a couple bucks if you really must have it um mm-hmm. i'm sure anthony sitko has it um yeah, so it's only available pretty mm. much on, on the floppy, floppy, which is my personally preferred way to read any comic yes. book. So, And I've got to salute you, Noel, as well. You do have, you are going to be referring to your single issue as mm-hmm. we discuss this. I am a less reputable gentleman. Um, mm. I it, Digitally, it is nowhere really to be found. I had a look. You know what? Funny, funny little story. Had a look at Marvel Unlimited and Comixology. There you go, Marvel team up, 143, then 145. What? <laughs> it just it just skipped that one issue that I needed. Ridiculous. Uh, it doesn't have it, so I've had to uh, I've had to refer to Crawley, had to go to some back alleys. Mm. I've had to. The Australian does some crime. Shocker. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, solicit it some other way. Uh, so I'll be reading it digitally, but don't ask me how. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. No. So uh, we've got a a, a different creative team and understandably this is not a moonlight mm-hmm. comic no uh yeah the writer is uh carrie burkett and the penciler is greg larock i believe it's pronounced which i actually looked him up and he did uh a big chunk of the marvel team-ups but he's mostly doing for doing dc work okay. so that's interesting considering the art style which we'll talk about later uh the anchor is the great mike esposito colorist uh glennis ween letterer also the great joe rosen and edited by Danny Fingeroff and Bob DeNatel. Mm-hmm. And Let's... why don't you hit us with those bare bones? Excellent. Uh, yes, so this comes courtesy of Comic Vine because Wiki was just too damn long and we didn't want a three-hour show, you know. So here it, here it goes. The bare bones for Marvel Team Up 144. Moon Knight is in Chinatown, paying his respects to a friend who was recently murdered by White Dragon. Meanwhile, Peter Parker is asked to take some photos of the recent spate of street violence in Chinatown. While there, he visits his old school friend, Philip Chang. Chang explains that both sides of the gang war have tried recruiting him, but after his parents were killed, he had vowed to never use violence again. White Dragon attacks and luckily Moon Knight and Spider-Man show up to save the day. Spider-Man keeps an eye on Philip's apartment, but White Dragon uses a diversion to capture Philip. Spider-Man is told to stay out of the fight, but Moon Knight shows up and tells the people on the street that Kingpin 
had recruited White Dragon in a bid to take over Chinatown. He then fights White Dragon, saving Philip, who still had refused to raise his hand in self-defence. There you go. Uh, thank you so Here much. Go. Comic Vine. That was pretty good. Um, it gave a bit away. It didn't go into depth, but we'll do that, Noel. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, and yes, yeah, so for, for listeners that haven't heard before, this is a typical format that we do for, for both classic runs and modern runs and uh, other sides of the moons. Uh, what we'll do is, uh, as you've heard, Noel read out the credits. Uh, I've, I've read The Bare Bones, which is basically a synopsis to give you an idea of what this is about in case you haven't read it but want to uh, and don't mind getting spoiled. Uh, and then Noel and I will just go freeform into just discussions of um, I like to... As, as touchstones, look at writing art themes, characterizations, and references to any other runs. But we'll just bounce around uh, from any of them as we see fit. And finally, Noel and I will then give it a grading. And this will be either from our vanilla rating system based on the phases of the moon or Connish's patented moon rating system. You just got to hear it to believe it. Anyway, uh, I guess first off, though, kicking off, Noel, overall impressions, just after putting it down, uh, what did you make of 144? Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. Um, I read it when I first got it, and then really, actually, I looked through it a couple weeks ago just for some of the art. There's a couple really fun Mm -hmm. panels in here. Um, But overall, yeah, I liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a fun comic, a little out of place for some some of the kind of spider-man of it all but which mm-hmm. is kind of cool it's, it wasn't completely like well this isn't spider-man i just mean the story isn't um yep. too into his wheelhouse i mean there was a lot of fun yep. crime stuff always in spider-man but in the 80s but this actually does feels like they i mean they put you know marvel team up moon knight's name is right on the cover so he features enough i guess <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think he was. I think he features enough in it, and and I am um, I'm I'm unfamiliar with. I was going to have a look, uh, try to look up some of uh, Carrie Burkett's recent work, uh, previous work, because I'm very unfamiliar mm-hmm. with the writer. Um, but I yeah, thought uh, I thought he did very well. I mean, it, it, I, overall, I thought it was a very solid story. Um, I thought the voicings for the characters were uh, were accurate enough. I mean. I'd like to say on point, but um, I'm sure there's always room for improvement. Uh, but as yeah. you say, yeah, it, it's it's a not your typical Spidey adventure. But at the same, by the same token, I kind of like that because it shows that he does deal with you know absolutely everything. You know, it's not it's not his typical you know playground. Uh, but at, and also at the same time, uh, I feel it's it's got that kind of grittier nature, so it, it really does suit Moon Knight to be in there. So I think it was yeah. a nice little marriage between the two, um, a little compromise of uh, of scenarios for the two. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it as well. Um, I actually enjoyed it on the reread because um, I had read it Same. a while ago. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, I just took my time with it. I think initially before when I first read it, I, I thought it was a little slow, but um, it actually goes goes pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read it last night and then I skimmed it again this morning after I woke up and it took me five minutes to kind of, yeah, you know, some of some of that it's got some of that uh, over dialogization, if that's even a word, um, but that's yep. typical of the time. So it, yep. it's able to catch up on a lot of a story 
even just while skimming it and getting the, the gist of yeah. it. So that's kind of, you know, that can be a, a sign of a good writer is that you don't need to read. You yeah, get the yeah, gist. True. You don't have to read every single sentence that's in there. So you're True. I mean, I think it's framed pretty well. I mean, I, I would like to say, though, um, uh, there were, as you mentioned, there's some bits uh, that are a little clunky. Um, like mm-hmm. there's this exposition that Philip Chang gives that it's just like, okay, Spider-Man, you're here now, so I might as well just tell you what what this Everything. whole thing is. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. and it's like a perfect kind of exposition dump. Um, uh-huh. But but you know it's nice and tight, and and it doesn't last too too long. Um, and and there's enough words in in the comic to you know really give it enough substance. You know what I mean? It is of its time, being the the early early eighties. Um, mm-hmm. So you know you can't skim through it in like three seconds. And uh, but as you say, you can you can still skim through it and and get the gist of everything um, quite well. Uh, I'd like I guess I'd just like to open up uh, one of the first things that kind of bugged me. It's a small quibble, and and it you know it may have no bearing whatsoever. But the the gentleman that died, Du Yang. Okay, so mm-hmm. this is opens up. He's at the funeral. Um, he is the leader of the Tiger Claw, right? And these guys are generally a criminal syndicate because there's mm-hmm. a gang war happening. Um, but he's always called this honourable and peaceful man. Um, and, and Moon Knight is, I'm a good friend of him. He always led me to, to, to other criminals to take down. But mm-hmm. at the end of the thing, at the end of the day, isn't Du Yang, isn't he still a criminal? <laughs> I mean, uh, as you peaceful as Pick your as he, poison. Yeah, I guess so. But, you, you know... And and even White Dragon says um, something along the lines of the most uh, the most or one of the gang members said the most powerful uh, gang asserts itself and, and becomes you know the, the most powerful in Chinatown. So mm-hmm. although he's a honourable and peaceful man, and that he, he must have died a violent death, uh, and mm-hmm. you can't tell me there are uh, there's no red on his ledger as well. Sure, but maybe with his age, he's become more wise and peaceful but you know that's i think that's sort of part of the uh of the chinatown gangs at least in i don't know if in real life but at Mm. least you know like kind of in fiction it's like they're all um there are a lot of gangs and it's like whoever's at on the top doesn't necessarily have to uh to be very violent anymore because it's just everybody listens to sort of what they say because they're the most respected Um, yeah you know maybe it has something to do with uh just the the culture of the gangs of new york and but also being with the asian influence having a lot more respect for one another Mm. in some ways well i Um, mean they definitely i don't know but that's that's a good point yeah yeah (laughs) i mean and and going further to what you said as well they do play a lot on on this this asian culture um which I, i think is very much fabricated uh, in the movies and the TV and in the comics about this thing about um, th- there's a few aspects to it. The, the first thing is about this is our problem. Don't no outsiders are to get involved. And then that was kind of a, a bit of a point. I think a bit of the theme here because Moon Knight mm-hmm. and, and Spider-Man were on the outer and um, the Kingpin reveal at the end was what discredited White Dragon because he was an Kingpin was an outsider. It kind of actually discredited White Dragon because mm-hmm. um yeah, so so that was a big play. The other one was Philip Chang being a, a pacifist. Um, I thought it was pretty neat how it was another take on on someone's 
um, death of the parents. You know, he didn't become the Punisher, or, or dare I say, someone like Bruce Wayne. Um, he actually went the other way. He, he said, okay, I'm not going to fight at all. Like, he apparently was like a, a killing machine or someone quite adept in in, in, um, in physical violence, but he decided not to. Uh, but then again, again, uh, for me, that's a bit of a, a tropey thing of, uh, <laughs> of uh, almost like Asian characters. Um, Kung Fu. Having, yeah, having a, a Kung, yeah, Kung Fu <laughs> being, yeah, 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 no violence and yeah, mm. yeah, all that sort of stuff. Um, um, but I know, what did you yeah, at least it's think? a, at least that that's a reverse trope. It's kind of mm. nice. I feel like in yeah. in re- real life, more people I think would see what violence has brought and vow not to participate. That just seems like a more logical step than like, well, actually, I'm gonna put on a costume and start fighting yeah. people. Like yeah. nobody does that. You know, no. only crazy, only crazy people do things like that. <laughs> um, or or if you have gained superhuman powers, like. Like but you're still out of you're still out of your mind. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit a little bit silly, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Swinging around. But again, I mean, I like this. Uh, um, I like this uh, dichotomy, I guess, of of Moon Knight and Spider Man in this. Uh, I really love the way that Burkett flesh uh, fleshes it out. He, he basically Spider Man goes, I don't understand you, Philip. Like you, you've got the skills to be a fighter. You know, and with great power comes great responsibility, which we know is the essence of Spider-Man. But then mm-hmm. on the flip side, Moon Knight, who you'd typically think was someone that would fight a lot, and they actually mention it at the end, he says, "I can. I'm who am I to judge? I can understand if Philip wants to take a, a more a passive role, then that's his. Yeah, yeah. because and, and I, love I mean, how... I think that that really actually does. There's the... There's some continuity in that for Moon Knight, where he's mm. there's been plenty of times in the comics where he's been like backing off. This isn't always the reason to, you know, especially people forget about that before sort of the modern era. That's of Moon true. Knight. There were there was a lot of times where he was just like, violence isn't the answer here, uh, which was pretty respectful for a lot of '80s comics. I mean, this has got a pretty. It was in the zeitgeist, but it's got, you know, there's something about it that almost had a Frank Millerian tone to it. Because of yeah. just gang wars and Asian gang culture wars. and things like that. Um, yeah. Uh, so I thought that was cool to actually have Spidey be the one more like, why aren't you mm. fighting in Moon Knight? Being like, man, yeah. sometimes you just got to back up, man. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, with the the Mench run, but I'm also thinking JMD Mateus kind of took a leaf out of that as well. Um, mm-hmm. We're talking what, roundabout Scarlet Redemption, Moon Knight yeah, decides to Yeah, a little to later. Yeah, a bit like yeah, yeah. So no, that's that's a great point. I um I, I was gonna say that I love the uh, what Burkett has done to actually give a nod to um to Moon Knight's uh, I guess anguish that he was a mercenary and he had um he had been party to a lot of violence and how it's kind of damaged his soul so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. so I like that little touch of of how he's known violence to to really ruin someone's soul. Because um, that's not really touched upon too much. Uh, Max Bemis did it in um, in that earlier run, uh, Death in the Family, that he did. Uh, I think that's what it was called. <laughs> uh, I think that's Batman. No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it was. Uh... Did he? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, it was just when he's on that boat again with um with the truth, and and he talks about yeah, I feel really guilty about all the people I've basically all the people I killed as a mercenary. Um, so he's really cut up about that, but we don't see much about we don't see much of that 
with many uh, stories of Moon Knight, his his guilt that he has. So I like it how it's brought out here. Um, yeah, it's brought up sometimes. I mean, it yeah. seems like a pretty easy thing to write about to have to give some the character some pathos, you know. But yeah, yeah, it's it's not brought up enough. I would like to see it more. Yeah, I mean, I guess because there's so many. I mean, not blowing Moon Knight's own trumpet, but there are so many aspects from him that you can take as a as a writer. It can be his mm-hmm. multiple identities. It could be the Conchu aspect. Um, it could be yeah, Stephen Gray, all his other all his identities. Um, but yeah, no. So I, I, those characters, I thought, and I thought Burkett, um, speaking with the voicings as well, I felt that he did well um, for for both Moon Knight and and Spider Man. Moon Knight actually, there's there's one scene there where um, what have I got here? Uh, where he he's in a in a short space of time, he's empathetic, but then he gets kind of hot tempered to um, I think it was Chu Wang. I'm not too sure. He put, he puts him up against the wall, uh, and then uh, and then he he kind of understands uh, he understands what Philip's talking about. So you've kind of got Moon Knight just going through a whole gamut of emotions, and and I think that's kind of really really him as well um mm-hmm. i mean sometimes he can be very level-headed and he can be you know just cut cool calm and collected but um yeah. he's got a bit of a temper to him oh for sure i mean particularly before you know in the 80s before they really really dug into his psychosis i guess um mm. yeah he seemed to be he a pretty level-headed a lot of the times um yeah yeah you know. he does yeah yeah i mean Having said that as well, I mean, you could also argue that Spider-Man, uh, he has a history of, he does blow his top, which you don't see that often, but he goes mm-hmm. he goes crazy, full-on crazy. Um, oh, yeah. Would, I mean, and we're, we're talking black suit. I guess he's got venom on him right now. That's um, true. Yes. Um, that's true. So you, I mean, could almost, you could almost retcon that he's been a little bit more yes. on edge because the suit is uh, doing that to him. I mean, there is a lot of funny things happening, and and you've actually raised the point about the references because it does reference a lot of Spidey's. Um, it references a bit of Spidey's uh, adventures in his own books. Uh, it talks of uh, his relationship mm-hmm. with Black Cat. Uh, yeah, there's his, a couple of asterisks in there. Yeah, his fight with the Red Ghost uh, and the Super Apes, which I remember reading as well, which is um, mm-hmm. not that. But it also remembers how he he gets tired all the time. Um, and again, I, I reckon that's it would be part of the suit, right? Because he, um... yeah, I don't know exactly where this lines up with the uh, with him wearing the symbiote mm. in the t- timeline. But yeah, that's something that they started to, to do more and more. It's like if you read, uh, there's a great trade called like the um, Saga of the Alien Suit or something like that, where mm-hmm. they just pick out pick out issues from um, from Amazing and I think probably from some of the other ones, like key issues on on. Uh, his dealing while wearing the suit and yeah they talk about you know he's tired because obviously you know they started to have the suit um taking him out at night and all those yeah, things yeah. while he was sleeping yeah, that's and true. Like, uh, i oh, suggest people pick up that trade if they don't want to read every single issue around there it's it's pretty fun just gives you the key elements and then it has the great um the great issue where he finally goes to get venom off and he goes to the fantastic four or the symbiote it's still not venom the um goes to the Fantastic Four and reads like, um, that's an alien that's wearing it. Spidey like trying to rip it off and uh, they finally get they get it off him and that's when the um Fantastic Bagman or whatever the amazing bagman when Johnny Storm puts a kick me sign on Spidey's back and they give him a Fantastic <laughs> Four uniform and a paper bag over his head. Uh, it's wonderful. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, it was a very interesting time with Spidey in the symbiote, and and yeah, you do get a, gl- a glimpse of it here as well because he does change into the uh, into the suit when he sees some of the White Dragons, the Dragon Lords uh, running in their back alley. So for anyone that may not be attuned to to what's happened, they might be going, "How the hell does he change so quickly?" But yeah, he mm-hmm. has a symbiote, which we all know had, had come from Secret Wars. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was also another reference. Uh, you're talking about the asterisks and the editor's notes. There was something. Had you read this one, Noel? It was the Amazing Spider-Man 185. Apparently, it showed White Dragon there again, trying to recruit Phil, yeah. Phil Chang. Yeah, I'd be interested. No, I don't to, remember that. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what he looked like because I guess this is a good segue into uh, what did you think of White Dragon's costume? Uh, well, it's. I thought it was cool, actually. I mean, it looks a lot like um, uh, the X-Men. Um, yeah, Sunfire. Sunfire, yeah. It's a very yeah. similar design, and I... That's got to be on purpose. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet. yeah, it must be. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It looked really cool, I thought. the cover On the cover, it looks more like a demon, but in the in the book itself, the pencils just, yeah, look more like Sunfire. But I don't know. I thought yeah. it was... It's, it's fun. It's Enough, fun, it's yeah. It's pretty... It does look a little more DC now that I think about it. Oh, does it? Oh, <laughs> some okay. of it, like not not the the mask and the headpiece, of course, looks like, like a Marvel thing, but obviously because yeah. it was designed by somebody else. Um, yeah. But yeah, a lot of the suit. I don't know. It's cool. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I was a little, um, I was a little distracted by it. I, I thought. I mean, because. I mean, the tale was really cool. Like the whole uh, the Chinese gangs getting up to each other, uh, into each other's faces. Tiger Claw, white uh, the Dragon Lords. Um, yeah, he just looked a little goofy for me. Uh, for my, he does liking. look goofy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's out of place. I won't, I won't, yeah. I won't deny that. But I still think the design looks cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I would have loved to learn more about him. So I'm wondering again, this amazing Spider Man 185 because uh, he seemed to have a pretty cool kit. Um, he seemed to be formidable, hand-to-hand. He had these claws which sprung out late in the issue. Moon Knight calls it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but his main thing seems to be he seems to have a, like a flamethrower in his mouthpiece because you can see a close-up of it. And he's got yeah. the... Uh, he, he, he's just like Chap got lips. it gagged. <laughs> How does he talk? <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it seems pretty... He, he almost burns down the place. I mean, nothing... Not that it will do anything to Spider-Man, but it's a nice kind of aesthetic... Um, mm-hmm. I think, uh, but yeah, I would have loved to have seen a little bit more, a little bit more of it. I would have loved to have seen actually Philip Chang. I, I know he restrained himself and he maintained his integrity by not fighting, but there was mm-hmm. a, for me, there was a little bit of a build up on, on how, how kick-ass he, he potentially could have been. Yeah. Um, and he looks like Shang-Chi. So yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, like some of the of... references, I like, think like, mm, it looks like they're referencing some Bruce Lee with some of yeah. his facial oh, features and stuff yeah um, um but yeah i mean it would have been cool to see him kick us but i i guess i guess maybe that was burkett's point he wanted to keep that tension of us wanting that to happen it actually never happened and uh he's as he said maintained his integrity uh yeah did they so, say i missed it did um they say where he went to school with peter was it college uh, or was it high school yeah i oh, know it doesn't i'm assuming i just assumed it was high school um but uh, who knows? Uh, yeah, so he would have mixed it with um, Jessica Jones, um, Flash Thompson. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. uh, I'm wondering if it was at university. 
Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, because anyway. Peter's uh, he's a fully-fledged uh, full-time employee mm-hmm. now for the Daily yeah. Bugle. Uh, again, good to see um, we, we got uh, Robbie Robertson as editor-in-chief. So Yeah, if you ever again, have a serious story, you leave out JJJ. And you have Robbie in there instead. <laughs> That's oh, always yeah. how it is. Yeah. It's a more serious I mean, but, story. We can't have Jameson just in here screaming about stuff. Yeah. But I mean, but it is it is in keeping with the chronology, right? I mean, around this time, he was, yeah, he was a... Um... That's right. I was thinking, but that came out later, and it wasn't him, though. That was uh, Thomas Fireheart, Puma. He took over. Oh, right, right. Yeah, that was more in the 90s, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, so uh, I guess art-wise, we spoke a little bit about it, a little bit of referencing um, Bruce Lee. What, what did you think of Moon Knight's portrayal here by LaRoque? Um, it looks good. Mm, um, it's, I'd agree. It's, I think he, you know, he seems like he was referencing um, Sienkiewicz's design mostly. Mm-hmm. There's just a, a couple really, really cool panels, like on the floppy on page 12. The I have it open right here, the top right. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of two panels where Moon Knight's going from the third panel into the fourth panel with his cape blowing up and oh, the, yeah, the silhouette yeah. of Spidey looking at him and then the, the kind of last panel that's underneath his cape is Moon Knight jumping down from the copter or going yeah. up to the copter, I guess. Um, top, yeah. Just a, yeah, there's just it's a really graphically designy. It looks really yeah. cool. And there's, you know, there's some kind of um, sort of Chinese symbol kind of looking in the background and it's just like the, the colors, the colorist. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, the, look, the look fantastic. Orange and the blue. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that the the, I guess they're complementary colors, aren't they? But they really work well together, uh, with Moon Knight kind of, um, kind of framing it a little with his cape. Yeah, I think also as well. Uh, I think Laroque does his own little touch on Sinkevich's um, Moon Knight's cape looking like a crescent moon, like on the very yep. first page. He does yep. it, but he, he kind of makes it still... He actually makes it look more cape-like because there are a few mm-hmm. more ripples to it. Whereas yep. uh, we've seen Sienkiewicz do uh, many times literally a very kind of abstract... Just white. Mm. Yeah. And um, very abstract. Yeah, but it's also very... I mean, it's that's a typical sort of Moon Knight opening for comics to have him skulking yep. on a rooftop somewhere. Right. So I thought it was cool that they were just like, right away, there's Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and there's like the even the... What is it? The third page of him... Uh, talking to the family when he oh, comes in, just yeah. standing there. He just looks cool. There's a couple of really cool things of him just all b- billowed in his cape. Yes. Yeah, it looks really looks, when he's, good. Um, I mean, yeah, when he's next to the coffin, I'm looking at that yep. one. That's a really good one. It's That's very kind of spectral. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, uh, a lot of it, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's kind of the art style I like, the sort of almost house style, mm-hmm. for even for, for both companies, I guess, at the time, since this guy mostly worked on DC Comics. But... Um, yeah. And it looked like he was just referencing a lot of Marvel, other Marvel. Peter, like in the at at the office of the paper, looks very Buscema. You know, he, like, does. he has kind yeah. of this the more of like the seventies hair length. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he, you know, it just looks it looks very Buscema. It look, I don't know. It all looks pretty good to me. Were you the one that were we the one that talking about you uh, um, saying that was it Peter? He had a a bouffant. He had a like a really Buffy hair. hair that wasn't me. No, but wasn't I definitely you. noticed <laughs> those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's very, he's very handsome in this book. Oh yeah, yeah. He's and, and Robbie with his his pipe, looking very wise. Because mm-hmm. you know when you smoke a pipe, you've got to be wise. Of course. Um, 
Yeah, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the art. I thought it was good. I thought it, in some instances, though, some of the pa- uh, some of the panels were, to me, looked um, not rushed, but uh, lacking the detail that some other panels had. But I guess you could say that for all artists, you know, there'd be yeah, some a couple of a couple of the widescreen kind of panels that take mm-hmm. up, you know, like if, say three if you're working on the nine panel grid style, are yeah, they're a little kind of haphazard just to get larger reactions of like bigger multiple characters yeah uh in a screen but overall like the close-ups and the fighting look pretty good there's even well well, there's one widescreen one of spidey jumping into the fray where he's all splayed out his arms back and his legs forward and um he's getting fire yeah and he's getting fire shot out of the flamethrower in his mouth at him it's like that's even though there's a lot going on in in that panel um spidey looks great in there and it, it reads really reads really well well, I mean, I love how LaRocque as well with Spidey, he makes him bounce around. There's that panel where he's, like, you, you know, you typically get multiple Spideys and you can follow his motion. And mm-hmm. uh, even the, the crims say, oh, God, he's no one can be that fast. So you get that sense of his his inhumanness. Um, mm-hmm. But you get some good ones of, of Moon Knight. Um, I loved it when he, he kind of kicked he kicked through those swinging doors um, in, into the same fight that we're talking about. Um, yep. And again, a, a couple more crescent shaped capes uh, but yeah generally uh, i think moon knight was really well represented here um we get we get one i think one panel of him just with the cowl off um but i mean yeah with frenchie with frenchie yeah well yeah, what i loved copter. about this is yeah uh, we, we do get a nice array of characters like it burkett hasn't decided to just put moon knight in it could be easy to just because as a guest to just put mm-hmm. moon knight but we get jake lockley um, we get yeah, uh, we get crawling. that great co- the coincidence I always want to happen. Like in the last one we covered, the kid <laughs> yes. took the um the taxi into the city, and it's mm. like that should have been Jake Lockley. But here they did it. Yes, and it was great. Like he was, you know, Moon Knight was on his stuff. He got in, he got the, grabbed the cab. Yeah. was it was in there somehow. I mean, uh, by co- coincidentally, perhaps I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I guess like like any loony, um, you know, it's the same thing with when the Netflix show come out, you know, there's all the talk about Daredevil season three and all these cabs and stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Um, or and the, just Pun- kind of... the, the Punisher, I was really hoping we would have gotten some kind that of Easter been... egg yeah, to, a, that, that to a, been... you know, a Marine that was in there, but we did not. That Especially those a... scenes, where, uh, there was the scene, <laughs> the sidetrack, there was yeah. a scene where he's at, um, what is it? It's just kind of like a bunch of former soldiers having kind of like a self-help group or whatever like that. Yeah, it's just like yeah. one of them. If somebody would just have said Mark yeah. or something, my heart would have exploded, but it that never would have been, Yeah, that would have been cool. I think there was a lot of speculation, speculation of, of that scene when he was in the in the, in the the Marines or whatever. And, you know, I think I think one of us, i.e. me, um, <laughs> did that snapshot and pointed, this guy could be Mark Spector, <laughs> and we're all wondering. Um, yeah. But you're right. I mean, I, I had that same kind of feeling. The moment you see a yellow cab in a comic, can oh, is that Mark Spector? And of course, lo and behold, it is Jake. Sorry, mm-hmm. Jake, not not Mark. Um, uh-huh. So I loved it when when Peter Parker was in the same vicinity as a yellow taxi. It was a uh, it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, and we get it like a couple couple quick panels. You know, we um, go to visit Crowley at a bar. Mm. I guess instead now, of Gina's, but. Yeah. Now this is I thought was a little bit of a little bit of a weak bit here. Uh, again, a very small thing. But so Jake goes to Crawley to get some info, but then tell me, Noel, what does what does Crawley give him really, other than 
I mean, anyone can really speculate that, can't they? That, like, basically there's someone higher up in the crime world kind of broken yeah, out. Yeah, but that's yeah. true. But he just needed to hear it from his source, you know? Hey, it's Kingpin. Hey, it's Kingpin. Yeah, hey, dummy, yeah. it's Kingpin. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he's the, um, he is the Kingpin of, of, of mm. New York at that moment. So, um, yeah, it, it had to be had to be him. Which just it shows was, again, you, so, like, you could not even have Wilson Fisk in the comic, and he looms so large over all of New York City. But obviously, especially Spider Man comics, and yeah, of course he, you know, he was such a great invention to have in a Spider Man that he had to be stolen for Daredevil. I was like, this is too good for yeah a, a street character not to have, and that's why. Kingpin's always one of my favorite characters because he can be pop up. You, you know, you'll be. I'm glad we don't see him because you don't need to. Just the mention of his name and everybody's like, "Of course, it's yeah. freaking Kingpin." Yeah, I was. I was about. To, yeah, exactly. I was about to say that. Like the the, the his dis, his absence from it, I think, um, had, was really good by Burkett to to make sure it would again it would have been easy to have a cameo Kingpin get another Marvel character in there, but you mm-hmm. kind of maintain that allure of uh of him being such an ominous figure uh i'm sure you've read it Noel. a little bit of a sidetrack as well but um i read it was a while ago maybe six months ago or something i, I read the issue where i think it's one of the first confrontations spider-man has with kingpin um and they have a fight and it's awesome i mean like spider-man's yeah. obviously way overpowered he can overpower kingpin but they make it I can't remember who wrote it or drew it, but they they make it so Kingpin actually gives him a run for his money. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I love that kind of physicality think, that he has. Wasn't that? Oh, I actually no, I never mind. I don't remember who it was. It yeah. was a long time since I've read that too, because I was like, I want to see the first appearance of Kingpin. And I just yeah. like how they always kind of have like Kingpin's not super powered. Yep. But somehow he can he somehow, fight these he, super. He's very and like in every yeah. every iteration. Like I really love him in uh, the, the Into the Spider Verse animated one. It's just like he's just a big mf'er who can <laughs> punch Spidey till he dies. Like yeah. it's just great. A big wall of muscle yeah. and fat. It's well, so fantastic. <laughs> what I, what I always laugh at and I love is the thing that did in the Marvel Handbook. It's like. A lot of people think Kingpin is fat, but he isn't. It's all muscle. And I'm just mm-hmm. going, shit, that's all muscle. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> uh, it's, it's so stupid, well, it's just, but it's funny. Just a it's, brick wall, you know. It's just like, I mean, <laughs> speaking of Bill Kevin, it's just like the way he would draw Kingpin in the yeah. um, the Daredevil stuff is like literally just a yeah square, just a square with a little teeny head on top. Yeah. And it looks, it's just perfect. He's so ominous. Yeah. Well, even the um, was it the Spider Verse, the animated movie? He's <laughs> just like a. Oh yeah, like they a... they actually people said that right away. They're like, that's Bill Sienkiewicz's design. Yeah, right. right. For Spider, that's awesome. Yeah. For the Kingpin in like this animated movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, yeah, no, so good. So it was good that it was fun to have Kingpin in there. But yeah, I thought it was good that we didn't see him in that in that instance. I, I think that was really really important that they do that. Um, but yeah, again, I, I, maybe like with the Crawlier, I would have wanted to have seen it go a bit further. Um, I think again, Burkett, uh, he got the voice of Crawley pretty well. You know that verbose, over-articulate kind of nature, which is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's just larger than life anyway, so you can't go too wrong with him. No. Um, I'm glad he's in there, even just for a second. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know, because it's 
Yeah, it's always a shame when he's not in there. Um, okay, so what? Uh, going back to some writing here. So, what did you make of? So Chu Wang decides he's the 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 nephew of Du Wang, um, mm-hmm. who who passed away. Um, the potential heir to the tiger's claw, but they seem to be leaning towards Philip Chang. He doesn't want to be it, and he doesn't want to mm-hmm. be party to the the White Dragon. So Chu Wang, what does he do? He betrays the whole tiger's claw. And uh, he decides to, he tries to blow them all up. Um, did you see this coming? Or... Did you? Yeah, a bomb. <laughs> yeah, a bomb yeah. and a Marvel comic shocking. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. I, it wasn't I that did... great of a twist, but it, it was fun. Well, I mean, admittedly, I, I kind of forgot about Chu Wang a bit. I mean, my first read, obviously, this this reread that I did because I had read it before, mm-hmm. but um, I was kind of more focused then on on Philip because it, it kind of shifts a little to to Philip Chang uh, and uh, White Tiger, white, not White Tiger, White Dragon, wanting mm-hmm. to either destroy him or you know you join me or you die, um, and we got a bit of a, a bit of a salty Chu Wang at the beginning, uh, but I kind of yeah. forgot about him um, after that, uh, so. I guess he served his purpose in the fact that Burkett um, wanted, well, he, yeah, he wanted Spider-Man to deal with something while Moon Knight dealt with with White Dragon. That was it. It was basically splitting the two up. Um, yep. But uh, you've read a lot of Marvel team ups before as well. Do they generally um, do they generally fight together, or is it generally kind of because yeah, they were very separate the... in this? Yeah. They were. It's that's pretty typical of Marvel team up. Is they're separate. They come together for a minute and then they. Okay. They're rarely working on a case like the entire time through a through an issue. It's yeah. It's, it's pretty typical for to have, um, Spider Man do Spider Man stuff and the guests do. The guest stuff, you know. Okay. Like I'm. What's the issue after this is Spider Man and Iron Man. And I can't remember the. He, I mean, he teamed up with Iron Man a lot in Marvel Team Up, so I don't remember which what right. this one would have been. But I'm sure it's a very similar. You know, yeah. there's probably something, something that only Iron Man can solve with money or something, yeah. um, or tech, or tech, and then Spidey's off doing Spidey stuff. I mean, yeah, it's a pretty typical. Well, what's your? You know, what's they're your all favorite? they're all one and dones. Yeah. Well, what would be your favorite Marvel Team Up? Not two in one, but Team Up. Because I know you love the mm-hmm. thing. So yeah, I do. Oh, I don't know. This, I mean, obviously, this is one of my favorites just because Moon Knight's yeah. in it. But um, there's a couple really good Daredevil ones. It's always no. cool to see those two team up. Yeah, but there's yeah, some I'm... really. Uh, I just picked up. There's this. I can't remember which issue it is, but there's a Spider-Man and Nova one from the '80s. Ooh, that's pretty fun. That would be pretty cool. Um, I haven't read it yet, but it looks neat. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's so I, many. They're reckon... they're all pretty cool. I would just say if you can find any of them for under fifty cents, buy it. Yeah, yeah. I reckon the Daredevil Spider-Man ones would be really good. Ooh, Doctor Strange Spider-Man. I have Ooh, one of those they, Marvel team-ups. They, That's really fun. Couple. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're good, they're good um, uh, duo, I'd say, as well. Mm. Um, who else would they be? Because I guess they try the whole gamut, don't name they? Name any name. Yeah, any you have Cosmic. Character. You have... Yeah, there's everything yeah. you could imagine. Yeah. I've really got to get more of them. Um, I saw that Marvel Masterworks have some of the... The Marvel team ups. Uh, it only goes up to I think fifty, like fifty issues. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like like five volumes, so ten issues per each. Um, but this is what 144, so there were plenty 
that he's planned yeah, to went on for a lot longer after those. Yeah. So I might um and and actually looking on Marvel Unlimited, they have like they they stopped the Marvel team up title, but it came back in the the early ish two thousands, I think. Um, two thousand eight hmm. or nine, not that long, like not that long ago. Um, so yeah, w- worth checking out. Um, again, if if you have Marvel Unlimited, uh, there's plenty there. I know there's a hundred and sixteen Marvel team up issues, single issues there. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't have one hundred and forty four, as I mentioned. It's got, mm-hmm. but it's got one hundred and sixteen others. So so go check it out. Um, yeah, volume one is one hundred and fifty issues alone. So. Oh, wow. so this was nearing the end. So this was nearing the end of it. Um, of volume one, but then, the, you know, like, so I'm just looking at the wiki right now, volume... Yeah. I bet volume two would be a lot... Three has 25 issues, volume four... But what year was that? Because this one ended, what, 86 or something? 85, I'd say. Yeah, I'm not sure. It doesn't have the years on this. I don't want to dig too deep into it right now. But... No, no, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think there was a bit of a jump um, between between the volumes. But I think volume mm-hmm. one certainly was the the largest um, out of oh, the yeah. whole. Um, so yeah, for sure, check it out. Well, um, Noel, if there's anything else, uh, do you want to cover here? We went through Chu Wang, White Dragon, Philip Chang, Spidey, Moon Knight. Are we missing anyone? Kingpin, Crawley. Um, no, only Jake Lockley. As yeah. far as his other personality yeah, still, but that's Lockley. fine you know it's a one and done you gotta squish as much in as you can yeah true true well if that is the case why don't we go on to our rating system so noel um out of 10 uh what would you give this uh marvel team volume one issue 144 my sword i lay down hmm I think I'm going to go with Connor Shoes rating system because that's always mm-hmm. where I go. Um, I'm going to give it, I don't know, I really. You, you're, you're thinking really, of going I high, really, really. Right? Yeah, yeah. I am thinking about going pretty high. I, I, yeah. It's really fun. I mean, it's it's got its. <laughs> it is. It's, it's got good. its. It's, it's got solid. its drawbacks in some things like just the cover alone i'm not a really big fan of moon knight's leg looks really weird yeah the cover's Um, a bit off the colors are good on the cover but the colors are good and the little the box the little boxes that have their heads in it looks awesome because they both have similar faces and eyes but moon knight's got the hood um yeah i'm gonna go for a big beautiful yellow man way there we go a solid eight i'm punching that in there i'm just putting it in the prompt sheet so loony listeners Noel's gone for the big hoo the big, beautiful mm-hmm. yellow man, 8 out of 10. Uh, rightly so. I think it's a very strong issue. I, I, I gave it, I'm going, I'll go the vanilla rating. I've gone for a waning gibbous, a high waning, a 7 out of 10. 7. Mm-hmm. Um, it's certainly, certainly an enjoyable read. Uh, there's nothing to detract from it. As you say, uh, I mean, as we went through a little, a few little things here and there, but not enough to really pan this issue. Uh, and... The beauty of it, and we don't get enough of it these days, and the beauty of the Marvel team-up is that it is a one-and-done. It's a nice, neat little story. Um, it's self-contained, and, you know, you can you can easily pull it out and just read it over and over again without having to, you know, pick out six or 12 issues from your long box and try to read an arc. So uh, there's, there's something nice about that too. So there yeah, you go. and I Looney's. think I, I get, it gets a whole... I would probably... Uh, not in a bubble, I would probably give it a seven as well, but because 
this like 84 is prime prime time for me in marvel comics you know i was like 10 years old reading this yeah. stuff um, i'm sure i didn't did not pick this up at the time but i'm sure i picked up a lot of marvel team-ups at the time yeah um because i was buying them off i think a pharmacy shelf at the time so yeah. um it, it that just have it being smack dab in the middle of 1984 bumps it up one hole oh, yeah. for me absolutely you've got to take all those things into consideration for the marking system what 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 i love is uh yeah yeah adding adding that um sentimental value or or, or you know um historical value to it because uh, there are some issues i love that i think people totally pan but yeah, yeah. who cares and there's some really I, great great yeah. great ads in here too <laughs> hey, so, uh, just... maybe for for our patrunis and uh, indulge us listeners uh why don't you you chuck one up show us uh is it is it to buy a monkey this time or was it to, was the last time you, you can buy a monkey i don't know or... just this one alone for cookie crisps is is pretty great oh old school the hulk cereal look old at school that hulk. i love old school hulk oh the cookie yeah i, I, re- I recognize that ad yeah yeah free marvel comics with your ch- chocolate chip cookie crisp Oh. So basically, just chocolate chip cookies over milk is all that was. So yeah, that's pr- pretty great. I don't know. There's I wonder a lot if of really. I wonder if anyone still has those comics that came with those. The, that cereal that would be. Who knows? There's a lot worth... of house ads in here too, so it's pretty cool. Oh, this worth... one was a classic for Task Force. Oh, I, I don't. I don't believe I've seen that one before. What, what is that? Is that a oh. board game or? Yeah, you would have seen this for sure, yeah. um, and just glanced right over it because it's so stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, cool. Where, where, there you go, Petrunis. Um, again, another little a little tidbit for you there. A couple of ads your way, but uh, as mentioned, Loonies, that was it. Uh, so a an average of seven and a half out of ten. Uh, from both Noel and myself for this issue, go check it out. As as I mentioned, it's probably worth, it's worth just getting the floppy, um, if not just to see what ads Noel was talking about. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the story itself is is very cool. It's very strong. It's look, it's not if you're looking for top tier timeless classics, it's not one of those. It's just one of those comfortable stories. Um, so go check it out for sure. Uh, Anyway, Noel, that wraps up our discussion. Just a few mm-hmm. other things as well. Uh, I want to throw out again, uh, where um, anything you'd like to plug or, or where can Looney listeners uh, find you, contact you if they want to chat more Marvel team up, Spidey, Moon Knight. Uh, just Noel Tate on Twitter and um, Tate underscore drawings on Instagram. And of course, I'm in the group. In the group as well. Yeah. And- Mm-hmm. Noel, Noel's, uh, Noel's around there somewhere. Just drop a line in the group or on the page. Um, uh, I see I see your comment there as well, Noel, so that's cool. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a couple of shout-outs, a couple of spectacles for me. Uh, released uh, as we record this, so we're recording on a Monday. This will be out on, on the Thursday. Uh, I'm talking Aussie time. Uh, but just dropped is a friend of the show and fellow collective, Happiness in Darkness, the superhero movie podcast, uh, episode 59. It's on Ant-Man and the Wasp, and I had the absolute pleasure and the honor of jumping on there with DJ Nick 
talking about the sequel, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, I was on there earlier, uh, episode 40-something, and we did Ant-Man, so I had to do the sequel as well. A lot of fun with DJ Nick, so go check it out. Again, it will be in the show notes. Also, was a big announcement here, Loonies. Big, big, big. Uh, there's a there's a sale, 35% off, site-wide on TeePublic. Uh, go get your, your ITK merchandise. It's from October 28th to the 31st, so when this uh, podcast drops, it'll be right in the sweet spot there. Go check it out, 35% off. Uh, go pick up yourself a, a shirt or a mug or a, a key ring, I don't know, uh, whatever they have on offer. <laughs> it's, good, it's good. And uh, <laughs> and jangle those key rings, those ITK key rings, as you open your door. Um, oh, also, Noel, actually, I should have done this straight after our review. We did mm. get some feedback. So, oh, yeah, we did. We got, thank you so much, Loonies, for dropping your thoughts in. Uh, as mentioned, you can drop us uh, thoughts anywhere, either email or any of our social platforms. We got one from Instagram and a couple from the Facebook group. Uh, Noel, are you, are you right to read uh, one or two of them out? Sure thing. Uh, we got one from Inst- our Instagram, mm-hmm. Tucker Lockley. Nice. Uh, this was technically my first own quote, Moon Knight comic book, unquote. Mm-hmm. I went to the uh, LCS later that week and bought as many Moon Knight books as I can find. So that's great. Yeah. Well done, Tucker. Uh, nice little gateway drug for you to get into mm-hmm. the Moon Knight goodness there. Uh, look, he, Tucker must have loved the issue because he's, he's picked up as many Moon Knights afterwards. Yeah, and, if this would have been the first my first view to Moon Knight, I would have been like, this character seems cool. And I mean, not much of him was revealed. I, I guess like mm-hmm. he's just a street fighter, um, but you mm-hmm. do get a sense of like his his ensemble. Like I say Crawley, yep. Frenchie, uh, and, and Jake Lockley, his alter ego. Uh, so we, and we got a couple here on our Facebook group. So a big shout out again to Rick, the Rick Balls Special Gentusa. He writes in, "Hello, Rick. It's been a while." Uh, he writes in. This was my first issue of Mar- oh, of Marvel Team-Up, and possibly the first time I'd seen Spider-Man's new costume, and it blew me away. This was my first encounter with Moon Knight outside of his own series, and the issue does a great job of summarizing the character and making him interesting for possible newcomers. Also, I low-key love White Dragon's costume. Well, no, See, thanks. Rick agrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, thanks for that, Rick. Uh, yeah, White Dragon's costume, uh, Rick, you are you're a crazy bugger. Uh, Rick, Rick mm-hmm. comes out with some curveballs, um, but, but uh, totally uh, granted. Uh, yeah, White Dragon, a very flamboyant costume. Um, maybe I'll put it out to one of the loonies if someone dresses up as White Dragon for Halloween. Give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> Scare everyone. <laughs> um, and uh, do you want me to read that, the third one, Noel, or is uh, from Blake here, yeah. Blake Buxton. This is yeah. from the group as well. Mm-hmm. So this issue was a nice surprise. Story does feel a little rushed, but there's a good balance between the action and character development. Both Spider-Man and Moon Knight have that classic early era feel. Moon Knight is really uh, put to a very good use with Frenchie Crawley and Jake all seeing action. Glad to have the book in my collection. Yeah, we're uh-huh. glad you have it in your collection. Um, yeah, seems like everybody's on board it's you know it's a fun yeah. story yeah it might be a little rushed but it's it covers kind of all the bases so yeah I, I i didn't i didn't get a sense of rush though i thought it was pretty good i mean and i totally agree with blake about the action and character development i think there was a really nice balance between the two um so um you know if i any... wouldn't call i wouldn't call it uh like classic early for spider-man but definitely for moon knight 
Oh yeah, no, for sure. This is um, this is within this is really within uh, '80s Spider-Man for sure, where things are a little darker. But yeah, yes, but good good call, good call. Yeah, no, for sure, and, and I'm glad because I know uh, didn't include it in here, but Blake did add in a, a couple of posts prior saying that um, he was looking for this one because yeah he just wanted to pick it up so thanks so much Blake for, for dropping in your thoughts and, and yeah mm-hmm. I'm glad that you've got it in your collection as well a little shout out to also to um, if you just please bear with me I'm going to say but I don't want to stuff up his name I'm going to say Giovanni <laughs> I'm going to Oh, look, I'm just vamping for time here. Noel, uh, help me vamp here. Or oh, I can just edit all this out. Cha-cha-cha. Uh... Cha-cha-cha. <laughs> okay, Noel's done the cha-cha, so I'm, I'm going to keep that in. Uh, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Come on, inter- come on, Australian internet. Help me out here. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Jeez, it's like it's like pulling pulling teeth here with our yeah. so-called NBN. Uh, oh, here we go. Oh, it's good, actually. It's good that I have opened this. I, I got it right, I think. Did I say Giovanni? Um, I, mm-hmm. I wanted to shout out Giovanni because he said in the group as well he wanted to um, pick up this issue and read it. Uh, and I think he has put in some feedback. So I'm just going to read this from the awesome. website. Uh, Giovanni says, just read it. Really enjoyed it. I like that it was Jake Lockley dropping Peter off in Chinatown. Uh, also, like this, similar with great power comes great responsibility statement Peter makes to Philip. My two favorite Marvel characters working together and defeating bad guys is always awesome. Overall, a really fun read. Very glad I found it on my trip. Oh, Giovanni, a big shout out to you and a huge, uh, yeah, a huge thanks for dropping in your thoughts. Um, a lot of it, uh, Noel, we we share, I guess. Um, uh, we mm-hmm. we all enjoy Jake Lockley as well, and I too, I really enjoyed that kind of. But how Burkett tied in with great power comes great responsibility as well. I'm really glad you got, got it, it in your collection. Yeah, exactly. Oh, actually, also, Noel here, one more. We got one here for from fellow Petruni, Justin. Justin the mm. Owl Osgood. Uh, so he actually he drops one in here. Only 53 minutes ago, Noel, while we were talking. Um, oh. Justin says, this was actually my intro. Oh, here we go. This <laughs> comic is a lot more important than we think, Noel. Uh, Justin says, this was... Actually, my introduction to Moon Knight. Uh, my young attention was grabbed instantly by that great cover, and when I opened it for the first time and saw that amazing first page with Moon Knight in the rain, I knew I'd I knew I'd found a fast favorite. Well, yeah, Justin, I, I knew I knew it was important. That's why I wanted us to cover it. <laughs> no, you picked a you picked a beauty. Um, well, I mean, for kids kids of maybe my and maybe your age, I think this would have been you know marvel team up was out there everywhere so a lot of people would have seen moon knight for the first time and it's still out there like you said because you can find them for so cheap it's like you could pick up a a stack of them somewhere and perhaps get this one in that stack and be like who is this moon knight yeah yeah i mean i I mean i'd like to i mean that's exactly what marvel team up was for yeah spider-man was the most popular Put someone else who wasn't doing so great in the book. Introduce Maybe you'll sell them. some more of that book. Yeah, yep. hey, they um they they hooked a lot of uh, Moon Knight fans. So, uh, well done, Marvel, and and thanks again, Justin, for dropping in those uh those thoughts. We got we got it in there. I would have felt bad if we recorded and missed out on that. Um, but huge thanks. And finally, Phil, we have some. Well, not Phil. Finally, Noel, I gave it away. We have some feedback from Phil, the Drop King Phil from Capes and Lunatics. 
So um, let's play this right now and have a listen to, to what Phil had to say. Hello, Ray and Noel and all the loony listeners. It's Phil from the Capes and Lunatics and Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks podcast. So, Marvel team up 144. Well, me and my co-host, Little Hellfire, did a review of this uh, a few months ago. So go check out the Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks. Scroll down. I think it was early in this early this year. So check that out. Um. For our, we did a whole uh, special on the uh, Spider-Man's alien costume, but I guess we're here to talk Moon Knight this time. Uh, I I don't know if this story is genius or craziness. I don't know, but yeah, it just opens up with Moon Knight like breaking in on this. Uh, not a funeral, but a. Uh, a viewing it's just weird because he comes in in full costume it's like okay i get you might not want to come in as mark specter but it's like could jake lockley go or i mean you know between jake lockley and stuff you know how to disguise yourself he couldn't come in a i don't know put on a pair of fake glasses something he has to come in as moon knight i mean i don't know some of these uh some of the family seems upset at his appearance. I'd be like, well, yeah, this guy crawled through the w- window soaking wet from the rain in this weird costume. I might be a little, but I get it. I get it. It's 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 Marvel team up with Spider-Man and Moon Knight, not Spider-Man and uh, Mark Spector. Uh, but speaking of costumes, the White Dragon. Uh, this I don't know is. Anybody like this costume? I don't know. The, the, I remember the first time I read this. This costume really didn't scream. It kind of screams a lizard motif to me, but doesn't scream dragon to me. But it's like, how do you pull off a convincing dragon costume without it looking silly, though? I don't know. Or you just... I don't know. Dress like a badass and then just say your nickname is the White Dragon? I don't know. Uh... <laughs> And uh, we get Peter Parker to Daily Bugle. I love the Marvel Universe and its coincidences because <laughs> Peter Parker, you know, instead of web swinging for once, takes a cab. And whose cab does it happen to be? Jake Lockley. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, then we get uh, Peter's old friend, Philip Chang. And, of course, yes, alien costume because, again... This is not too long after Secret Wars. Uh, and this guy, uh, Captain Hook here. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, this is Marvel Team Up 144. Towards the end here, it's like, it's, it's there are sometimes, I don't know if the writers were just like, man, we've been doing this for so long. You know, are the coincidences just adding up? But it's just like, some stories, this one's... I don't know, convincingly so, but a lot of the stories, it's just like Spider-Man and another hero are on like parallel tracks and they just barely meet in the story. Like this fight in the restaurant, you know, Spider-Man and Moon Knight kick some butt and then Moon Knight (laughs) takes off. I forgot that, I forgot, was the, I forgot that the Mooncopter was actually a helicopter, just a white helicopter before. I guess I'm used to the 90s when it was actually shaped like a moon. Uh, and yes, the only time we actually see Mark Spector's face is in the uh, 
helicopter with Frenchie. Which, so, I don't know, I thought Mark, Mark and Frenchie were friends, but he literally makes him dress up in, like, a chauffeur or pilot's outfit every time. It's like, there's no casual Friday for Frenchie. Come on. Uh, we get Crowley, of course. Uh, and then we got to talk about Spider-Man's books, his stuff with the black cat. Again, Spider-Man basically battling alone, but yeah, but of course, too, you got to get the whole Philip Chang white dragon fight, too, so. You have two heroes, but neither one of them really should interfere, but, uh, oh, but, uh, Moon Knight unmasking the true power behind, uh, the white tiger and everything, the kingpin. Um, if you read, like, this era of Marvel team-up, the kingpin keeps coming up, so. Kingpin has his his fingers in a lot of schemes here. Uh, but again, and then it's like, towards the end of the story, Spider-Man and Moon Knight just working, you know, at, at similar, for a similar goal, but, like, never really, well, they're nearby, but they're never, like, in the same fight at the same time. Like, at this final part, Moon Knight and Spider-Man only share, like, the last five panels. <laughs> Again, it's weird. It's kind of, I guess, I guess you could call it a team-up, but it's like, you know, they shared one fight for a page or two, and then uh, they shared an aftermath of the final battle in, like, five panels, so it's like kind of like Spider-Man and Moon Knight kind of, sort of, maybe team-up. I mean, again, probably the... the I think the whole thing with Marvel Team-Up was, you know, they wanted another Spider-Man book, plus they wanted to showcase other characters, and at this time, Moon Knight had his own book, so I guess you kind of want to try to push some extra issues of Moon Knight, which I guess this would be effective to do, because with Moon Knight more on his own than with Spider-Man, you kind of show him as a more capable hero, I guess, and I guess it's kind of more like, here's the flavor of what you would get in a Moon Knight book, so again, and again, this is issue 144. You know, there's only so many times where you have to alter that team-up formula a little bit every time, I guess. But, yeah, um, like I said, I like this era of Spider-Man, the black suit era. Um, again, there's some good story here mixed in with some wackiness. This will probably be a solid B, maybe. B minus or B. Uh, but, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Like I said, I must like it. I reviewing it again so uh but yeah can't wait to hear what uh ray and noel have to say so all right gentlemen take it back yes thank you phil uh very cool very good points good points phil good salient points. points um succinct uh, and, and no, very, very cool as well. So uh, Phil pointed out the, the coincidences as well, Nola, which I think you touched mm-hmm. upon in the earlier uh, portion of our discussion. Absolutely. Uh, it's not a Marvel story without coincidences, happy coincidences. Um, uh, Phil's, uh, Phil's idea of the costume, uh, I think, leans more towards my my initial yeah. feelings for it. I mean, I, I don't yeah. I don't disagree. It's it's not. I don't disagree that it's fun. Because it is a fun costume, but it's just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Goofy. It's ridiculous. It's goofy. Um, mm-hmm. And and I will put in the show notes a reference to the Capes and Lunatics episode, which Phil and Lilith cover, because uh, they cover issue 144 as well. So go check it out. Um, I'll have to listen also, to that. I haven't heard it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. I, I leave some feedback, just like just like Phil's. Oh, <laughs> so of course. I, I actually, I wonder if um, I wonder if my thoughts are 
vastly different. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. How long ago was that? Uh, maybe, maybe nine months ago, close mm, to ten yeah. or eleven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so Phil also mentioned the show for friend. Yeah, Frenchie. Uh, we're talking about Goofy. Frenchie's. Um, I love it. You <laughs> did. No, 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 no. <laughs> Stop He's right wrong. There. <laughs> He's wrong. Phil is totally wrong. I think it looks great. I, I want to get myself a little, the, little the whatever hat. cat with a moon on it. With that a moon would be on fantastic. it. <laughs> Burgundy. Please question me. Be like, I don't know what you're talking. Moon who? What? What do you mean? Exactly. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not affiliated with them all. Sir, you have a moon on your head. Oh, well, it's happy coincidence. <laughs> Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. Uh, yes, and, and and rightly so, Phil. Yeah, um, Kingpin. Around this time, yeah, he, he was a big player. Uh, again, again, as you said, Noel. Uh, so mm-hmm. Phil's right on the money there as well. Uh, and and of course, yeah. Um, interesting. I raise that question. Maybe I was influenced from listening to your feedback, Phil. But uh, interesting that Moon Knight and Spidey are rarely fighting alongside together. They had their separate adventures within this, but you know they were still. It's still a team-up of sorts. Um, And and it's just pretty typical of Marvel team-up, the way it would go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, And your rating, B- to B, I think that's about the same, isn't it? Seven and a half out of ten. Is that a B? That's about a B, B-? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever, Ray. uh, Close enough. Whatever, Phil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm there like coloring within the lines, and I was like, "Yeah, what? Just just color the damn thing in." <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So thank you, Phil. Thank you for that. Uh, awesome stuff. Uh, and you two loonies as well. Just uh, we don't have an audio system like an audio voicemail system, but uh, just record yourself on the phone. It's it's pretty it's pretty easy. I do it for Capes and Lunatics as well. Just drop us a line or, or just email us your audio. It's always fun to hear from you. Uh, so you two can be like Phil. Uh, next phase, uh, Noel, is a bit of fun again. Uh, we're looking at a waning gibbous instead of the waxing gibbous. So our next episode, which will come out a week from now, will be a moonwalk. So again, this will be our third venture into it. It's a, a little audio uh, recreation of comic books, uh, Moon Knight comic books. So that will be a lot of fun. Uh, we already got it in the works, and returning is our fellow loony Corey Hardiman, and he's picked Moon Knight Volume Five, Issue Thirteen: The Uses of Restraint. Mm. This is an awesome issue. Do you like this one, Noel? Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, this is a good one. Um, from memory, is it Mike Benson and uh, Tommy Coker? I think Tommy Coker definitely on on art. Um, yeah. Oh, that could be Houston. It could be Houston. I thought it was a Houston one. Yeah, it could yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a Houston, but uh, Coca, definitely. Dif- different art on this one, um, but really mm-hmm. goes well with it. Anyway, we'll be doing a, an audio recreation. Uh, Corey Hardiman, uh, other loony, Matt Lappy, and uh, I might, uh, Eve, my partner. Your better half. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Way better half. She's pretty keen on returning as, reprising her role as Marlene. So that'll be a lot of fun. Have a listen for that. Um, so a huge thank you, Noel, as well. Uh, thank you. It's been a pleasure as always. Um, uh, the start of the day for you, um, no mm-hmm. doubt. Copious amounts of coffee. Um, at least one more. At least one more. Are you a, are you a mm-hmm. two three coffee man or how many per day? Between two and three, depending on the yeah. Between on the day, but never a, never a cup after noon, unless I'm going out to have a tipple with a friend or something. But oh, okay, yeah, I'm about to try to keep it all in the morning. 
Okay, yeah, I'm about two or three. Um, but I do have, I do like having one at three thirty. That's when the, that's when the tank's low. So you need a bit. Oh of, right. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that problem ever. I had a coffee with a friend the other day. We went and grabbed some to go with his kid, who actually uh wrote a comic book and showed me. Oh, nice. R- wrote and drew a comic book. A uh, five-year-old. It was, it was pretty funny. Wow, my awesome. Ba- bandmate and deleter, his kid Eddie. Um, Josh's kid Eddie and uh yeah it was really fun cool I couldn't quite he had his mom he dictated to his mom and she did all the lettering and he did the drawing he and, did uh, the drawings oh that would be so yeah and I be... gave him gave him a few critiques yeah on some of his art <laughs> and some, but complimented a lot of his story complimented a lot of his story he's yeah. got kind of magic cool imagination the kid's really into Spider-Man yes. it's like his favorite he loves Spider-Man and he loves Star Wars so he kind of combined the two in his own oh, little wow Oh, that'll be so versions cute to... of those things that's pretty cool i'll be so cute to see far out mm-hmm. uh, that's so cool yes so mm-hmm. comic books are thri- uh, alive and well in uh today's and future generations uh mm-hmm. and just before shouting uh logging off um wrapping up uh, again just a mention to patreon uh, if you can check out patreon.com slash itk please go check it out for all the bonus incentives uh, and, and consider becoming a Petruni. Uh, and um, yeah, it, it's it's just great to have your support, even if you're listening as well. It's it's uh, we love it, love the community, slowly growing, slowly getting to that 1400. Um, uh, you know, it's not about the numbers, but it, it certainly does make me feel chuffed. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, keep it up, everyone. Uh, as mentioned as well, sponsored by Hello Headphones. If you use the code ITK Moon Knight, you can get 10% off their online store. Go get yourself some headphones or earphones. Uh, and also Dreamland Comics. So if you use the code Moon, you get a whopping 20% off. We're also affiliate members with Entertainment Earth, so any of your toy action figure uh, needs, just please use the link in our show notes, and uh, a little bit helps helps the show. Uh, and finally, we are part of the collective. Uh, we're just a, a super group of uh, super people. Uh, just doing a lot of stuff related to comics and comic book characters. So uh, the likes of EMP, Earth's Mightiest Podcast, they do Avengers, Deadpool, X-Men, uh, or you've got um, We Are Venomaniacs, a Venom podcast, uh, and, of course, the Nexus of All Realities, a Man-Thing podcast. Mm, Can you believe great. it? I know. I How love it. That? Paul Matthew Carr, mm-hmm. big shout-out to you. Uh, great mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, finally, you can, you can, as mentioned before, catch us on email at it, oh, itkmoonnight at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, Get Vocal. Just check it out in the, in the show notes. It's as easy as one click, one click away. Um, and finally, yeah, if you want to give us a rating, uh, Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, very much appreciated. Let us know how we can improve or, or just uh, let us know if you are enjoying it. It will help other loonies find us. Uh, so yes, finally, once again, again, Noel, a big thank you, and thank you to your forehead, because that's all I can see. <laughs> um, hey, just a little aside, what's uh, the the earphones that you got? They're pretty funky. Are they? These little guys right here? Yeah. What? What? what Some brand? little Bluetooth dudes. I don't know. They're not okay. Hello Headphone. Okay. Cool. Sorry. Oh, so no, but, that's uh, right. no. Yeah. Some generic things I got. Okay. Cool. I should should pick up some of them myself. They look pretty cool. Get them from Hello Headphones. Oh yeah, I should. I will. I will, of course. Hello Headphones. A big shout out. Hello. And uh, anyway, uh, signing off. Out of here. Um, a big thanks to Noel. And as always, may you watch over the denizens of the night. See you later. Peace.
websites and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.